Today's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. And it can be found on page 966 of the Church Bibles. That's 966. The Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east, came to Jerusalem, and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, David, for reading that passage for us. Uh, good morning to you. My name is Emmanuel Bakey. Uh, I hope... Uh, your Christmas was wonderful and joyful. Uh, though belated, may I just add my best wishes and prayer for a wonderful new year to all of you. Let us pray. Lord, may your word be a lamp for our feet, a light to our path. In Jesus' name. Amen. With Christmas now behind us, uh, I believe Emmanuel Torward has, uh, is continuing the series that began in Advent and in Matthew, isn't it? So today, from the reading, it's obvious that we are, we are we're still in Matthew, but today we see something beautiful in this passage. Uh, the, the visit of this man who came to see the Savior. This passage 
before we delve into we dive into it, I think it holds something so important for us uh, as it reveals the manifestation of Christ, his epiphany uh, to, to Gentiles. And I'm sure most of us here are Gentiles. So uh, it's, it's significant in the sense that this is, this is a manifestation, a revelation, so to speak, of Jesus to people who in the past were not taught to be people. The second thing here is that Jesus is our king. And if he's our king, we should put our f- f- trust in him, just as we see exemplified by the Magi. The, this passage can be roughly, I would say, structured into uh, five subdivisions. A, the arrival of the Magi in verse 1 and 2. B, Herod's alarm and consultation of the priests and scribes. C, which is found in verses 3 to 6. And C, Herod's request of the Magi, verse 7 and 8. D, the Magi's visit and adoration of the Christ child, verses 9, 10, and 11. And finally, E, the departure of the Magi in verse 12. The Magi began their journey, which brought them to Jerusalem. It was logical to head to Jerusalem, isn't it? But that was the wrong place to go. Jerusalem indeed is one of the oldest cities in the world, the seat of religious and political power. Yet it wasn't the bad place of the king of the Jews. God's way of doing things often surprises us, doesn't it? Just for instance, if we were to say the future king of Britain is to be born, we will imagine that perhaps he will be born in a palace or indeed in one of the biggest hospitals in London where specialized care will be available. So we can imagine why this merger headed to Jerusalem because that was where ordinarily people would have thought that well, that would be the place where the, the, the king will be born. They asked when they got there, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? Verse 2. They had seen his star when it rose and have come to worship him. But even before we go any further, who are these magi? According to legend, there were three wise men perhaps from Babylonia or Persia or somewhere from the east. There were persons reputed to be adept at astronomy as well as various occult arts such as astrology, interpretation of dreams, fortune telling, and of course magic. Again, tradition, not the gospels, 
says that the Magi were three kings. But we have no proof of this. Neither do we know how many men there were. But hear this. The wisdom of these men lay in the stars and their meanings. What was it that motivated them to transverse such a long and dangerous journey from the east? I will say for them, the star was a sign, a moment of epiphany, the revelation of the birth of the promised king of Judah. The word used for the east in the story is an Tyler. Second slide, please. In Greek, which simply means the rising. That is the rising of the sun. This word would have had a number of resonances for the first Greek-speaking Jewish Christian hearers of Matthew's narrative. First, the rising of the sun in the east readily suggests the imagery of light, which is often associated with salvation in the Bible. For instance, in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 6, we read, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of, of Median and Ephah and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. So we see verse 5 and 6 particularly allude to the story of the Magi. Isaiah's vision therefore includes a pilgrimage of the nations who come to Israel's light to worship the God of Israel. The gentle Magi are understood as enacting the fulfillment of this prophecy. They represent all gentile nations who are also brought into God's plan of salvation through the Messiah. At his birth, even at his birth, Jesus showed us he will be a different kind of king. It is worth remembering at this point also that the Magi needed more than the star to lead them to Jesus. They needed God's word. The chief priest and teachers who knew God's word answered, quoting Malachi chapter 5 verse 2, and we see that in, in verses 5 and 6 of, 
of that passage that was read to us. And let me read it out. It says, but you, in Bethlehem in Judea, verse 5, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. In Bethlehem, a relatively small location, but significant as the ancestral home of David. In prophecy, this is where the Messiah should be born. Yes, this is where the ruler in David's lineage was to be born. And we can see the allusion to that in Matthew chapter 1 verse 6. At this period in Israel, there was a king called Herod the Great. He was the reigning king. He wasn't a Jew, but the Romans had made him a ruler. Herod was a cruel, earthly leader with much innocent blood on his hands. He was unaware that the Messiah's mission is to establish a heavenly kingdom. Jesus came as a servant leader, the servant king, and shepherd of God's people. When Herod heard about the birth of the king of the Jews, he was disturbed. And all Jerusalem were with him in this. The news was not so welcome at the palace. And also, it is sad to know that the chief priests and teachers of the law, who knew the scriptures, did not pursue the agenda of the Savior. They were not even they were not aware that something was happening. A life-changing event was happening around them. So these are people who knew the scriptures. They never pursued the Savior. They didn't act on what they studied and they failed to recognize the arrival of the Messiah. As we read, Herod sent for the wise men and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared and then sent them on their way to Bethlehem. Before they departed, he requested that the men report back to him when they find Jesus. This man wanted no rivals. He had ulterior motives. He wasn't about to let anyone take away his kingdom. The massacre of the innocents, which is recorded in history and as well as in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16 to 18, is in keeping with this man's other cruelties mentioned in historical records about Herod. By the time the wise men arrived, Joseph and Mary were living in a house, verse 11, and Jesus was a toddler. On coming to the house, 
Five verbs describe the reaction of these people, of the Maja. They saw the child, they bowed down, they worshipped, they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts. What is worship? I think Matthew helps us to understand that worship really encompasses the attitude and posture of people before Jesus. And this distills for us this, what, this, what worship is as this man came into the presence of Jesus Christ. What are the meanings of the gifts? They, these gifts had significant meaning for the child. Gold is a gift fit for the king, for a king. Jesus is born king of the Jews. Frankincense is a gift appropriate for a priest. Jesus is our high priest. Myrrh is a prophetic gift. In dying for the world, his body will be prepared for burial using this special spice. Since they had faithfully sought the Savior, the wise men received inside information, dream, and returned to their country by another route. Verse 12. In their journey to and fro Bethlehem, there were detours. Life really for us is a journey with many twists and turns. Is it in family? Is it in our career? Is it in our relationships? Is it in the times of bereavement, times of illness, times of failing health? Is it that job promotion that you were actually overlooked? Is it a crisis of faith? As we, as, as we were praying this morning, you could see that the, the horizon, the it's bleak. And thank you for leading us in, that prayer, in those prayers. So, so around us, there are things that happen that we never would have anticipated. But when you find yourself in any detours, remember, do not travel alone. Look around you for a moment. Yes, look, you're, not, you're still looking at me. Look around you for a moment. What do you see? <laughs> this is family. So do not walk alone. Do not be a lone ranger. Consult the manual too. And what is the manual? God's word. The Magi needed somebody to point them to the word of God so that they can complete their, their pilgrimage. We use GPS when we travel these days, don't we? But sometimes it misleads us. So I would say do not abandon your GPS, which I put as G, GJS. You have that. You have God, you have Jesus, and you have the Holy Spirit always with you. Always listen. The Magi left home in obedience. First, it was the star 
since they had obeyed the word came through the chief priest and and teachers which signposted them to Bethlehem after the visit due to their obedience they received further revelation to return to their country by another route how do we apply this when you obey God's revelation you get further divine illumination and how do you hear from God is your obedience complete how does God speak to you do you hear him when he speaks when he says come to me you who labor and are heavy laden do you hold back have you come to know him have you received him for as many as received him to them he has given the power to become the sons of god he speaks church family do you make room in your heart for the word of god how are you shaped and nourished and transformed daily by the word how much of you how much are you willing to be inconvenienced to worship the king of kings how badly do you want him we saw this rugged marcher people travel long distance perhaps spanning over 2 years to visit the king that has been born in Judah this king of course is the king of kings and the lord of lords how do we bow before him as we look at the future this beginning of this year may we adopt the servant heartedness that we see in the major and travel along this sweet interesting sometimes challenging path of serving and worshiping our savior and the world is waiting for the manifestation of our of our of our of our witness for there is so much out there that the world needs that we have let us pray lord we thank you we're so grateful that you you have brought us in here today lord to hear you speak lord we we know that the details of our lives can sometimes create so much pain and distress but we know because we're not alone and you promise never to leave us not to forsake us when trust our lives into your hands once again and lord we ask that your light will so shine in us that the darkness around us the darkness of sorrow the darkness of depression the darkness of 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 of, of despair will disappear from our lives in jesus name we pray amen